Before you listen to this podcast, I do need to make everybody aware that there are some spoilers. Uh, so enjoy the interview with Melissa, but be warned, there are spoilers within the show. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Veteran Gamers podcast. It is an interview and I am joined and I'm very excited to say this. I am joined by Melissa Hutchison who plays Clementine in The Walking Dead. <laughs> Yay, hello, hello. <laughs> excited to be here. No, I'm I'm excited that you are here, I've got to say. I can't uh, I can't really believe it, you know, it's just so cool to be talking to you really. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Shucks. I'm humbled. I'm humbled. <laughs> you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be because it was, you know, absolutely fantastic what you did. So, yeah, very cool. Thank you. Uh, so, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just re- recovering from the holidays and, you know, trying to look forward to 2013 and get the ball rolling, really. so I can imagine you've been pretty busy for you, has it? Yeah, the end of the year was kind of crazy. Um, so uh, just the last couple of weeks, I've had to just kind of chill out and actually finally take it all in, start processing things inside of my brain. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's been quite a ride, um, obviously, because of the success of The Walking Dead. So it's been really cool. Well, the first question, I've got to get this out of the way because everyone I interview, and I've interviewed quite a few people now, I always ask them this question. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. It's it's a toughie to begin with, I have to say. Okay. What is your favorite biscuit or cookie? Oh, wow. Okay. Huh, that is a toughie. Oh, man. Um, I mean, right off the bat, I want to say peanut butter cookie. I'm not really a sweets person, believe it or not. So, like, my favorites would... I'm going to go peanut butter, and I'm going to go runner-up is going to have to be, like, uh, shortbread. Yeah, so the peanut butter is sort of a bit of a sweet and savory there, I guess. Exactly. Sweet and salty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the best of both worlds. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm a hobnob person myself. Have you ever heard of hobnobs? Hobnobs? I don't know if I have. Yeah, they're, a, they're a, like a UK classic, really. Well, what, what uh, is a hobnob? It's it's sort of an oaty biscuit, but quite a heavy one. Oh. So it's sort of, yeah, you see, because biscuits, you don't do biscuits, do you? It's sort of cookies. So I had to sort of change the question after a while because when I was interviewing Americans, they didn't know what a biscuit yeah, I'm was. I'm like a buttermilk biscuit with gravy on it, which is a good biscuit. Um, but yes, I, 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 had, I had some clue in on uh, the fact that a biscuit is a cookie, but um, I've never heard of a hobnob. Yeah, hobnob, and you get them covered in chocolate as well. They're particularly good. Oh, okay. um, but they're, but they're excellent for dunking in tea. You see, when you put them in tea, they soak all the tea up. Right. Have you have you ever had a cookie in tea? Um, no, and that's funny because I'm drinking a steaming hot cup of tea right now, so I should be indulging in a cookie. Yeah, you've got to dunk it in though. That is the key. All right, that's, that's my homework. I'm there. Off. You go. 
<laughs> uh, but to start off with sort of more questions about the video game stuff. So how how did it all start for you? And even, you know, the voice acting, how did it all begin, really? Oh, how did it all begin? Well, you know, I had grown up uh, always interested in acting. I did theater, uh, musical theater, mostly. <laughs> yes, I was one of those people. Um just my entire like teen years and throughout high school. And um, I just always wanted to be an actress. So I hit my late teens and my early twenties and decided that would be a good time to like discover myself and party and, and, and just kind of be young and not do anything. Well, <laughs> I did a lot of fun things, but basically I hit my mid twenties and I was like, uh, my best friend's cousin was doing uh, these voice tags for Sprint, which is, I don't know if you know Sprint, a telephone uh, company, a cellular phone company out here. She was doing these taglines, like radio, television, commercial, you know, like, you know, right now, get your phone for only blah, 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 you know, these and making money. And I'm like, oh, yeah, voiceover, right. You never think of voiceover, you know, it just is something that just exists, but you don't really register it. And so... A good friend of mine whom I went to high school with in San Francisco, uh, he turned out to be a talent agent um, as his career. So I went in to talk with him. Nate Tico is his name. He's still my agent. And just say, like, hey, man, like, damn, how do I how do I get into this? I think I could do that. I don't know. Like, I, it's, you know, I, I've always been interested in animation and things like that. So I was just like, let's give it a shot. Basically, to make a very going long story short, um, he signed me on, like just signed me on and started bringing me in for auditions. And, and, uh, and thankfully for both of us, it, it worked out. I, it was, the first year was really slow. I think it took like nine months or I don't know, it was crazy. Uh, something like that to even book a job. And it was a Superman game. That was made by Atari, I think, for Sega. And my role was literally this woman who gets thrown off a building and like, ah, screams all the way down. Superman catches her and puts her on the ground and thank you, Superman, something like that. And that was like the best day of my life because that was my first job. And I it's just got the the wheels of manifestation going. And, and you know, I just started booking jobs and. It's been about 11 years now that I've been doing it. So that's how I got into voiceover. Now I can't even remember the second part of the question because I just talked way too long, probably. I'm just here to ask questions. You're here to do all the oh, okay. talking, <laughs> You know, have you always made up different voices? And is that something you've always done, impressions of different things or done different accents, voices? Yes, I definitely. Um, when I, I mean, I, <laughs> I still do. Watching TV, I would always mimic... I've just always been a mimic. I mimic people. No offense, everybody, but I do. Um, and um, like all of my stuffed animals had characters and voices and pets. Like uh, I always joke that if there was like a hidden camera in my apartment that was streaming onto YouTube or something, people would think I was just out of my mind, basically, because <laughs> my I don't, my dog doesn't only have a voice like, oh, Phoebe, you know, I mean, not, nothing like that. It's like my dog actually, I have conversations like back and forth conversations with my dog in his voice than mine so yeah i'm 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 crazy i've always been vocalizing and and doing weird things with my voice have you have you actually got any kids can i ask no i don't i don't i have yeah, a couple you... of nieces 
you'd be great for reading bedtime stories. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I When I visit my nieces, I am all over that. Yeah, definitely. I do a lot of children's toys, too. Like, I do a lot of work for Leapfrog and, um, you know, the toys you push the button and hi, or, you know, those little... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peppers. So, um, I, I, I am infiltrating children's minds all the time, and parents probably want to kill me because those toys can be a little annoying after a while. But yeah, oh, oh my god! And I guess when they're adults, they can then play The Walking Dead. It'd be great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, can I ask you? Are there any voice actors that you've taken inspiration from? Then. Oh boy! Yeah, I mean, of course. Nancy Cartwright is a, a big one just because, you know, when The Simpsons first appeared on the Tracy Ullman show, I, God, I was just, I, there was just something about her boy voice in particular. Obviously, Bart, he became a sensation. Um, that was my first, like, realization, like, oh, yeah, women are doing these boy voices. That's not a boy. That's that's a, that's a woman. I was like, oh, man. So I started practicing that and you know a big chunk of my work is actually doing boy voices so i have to say nancy cartwright one of my friends who i actually am friends with here uh roger jackson i've worked with him a couple times and we're we're buddies but he's uh another one that is just one of these voiceover genius i don't know if you know who he is he's the one that did the you know the scream movies oh yeah hello sydney you know that voice that's really Roger Jackson, and but I mean his talent goes. I mean it's just he's insanely awesome to see in action. He's kind of someone that I strive to be. So can I ask you? I mean, just going back to the Simpsons thing, do you, do you do the Simpsons voices then? I I can do I can do Bart, yeah. <laughs> because right, I'm only the only reason I'm asking is because Duke, right, who obviously the co-host who isn't here, is like the biggest like Simpsons fan in the world ever. <laughs> Right. No joke. Honestly, you can quote nearly every single line from that cartoon, sort of any line from any episode. Mm-hmm. You know, he really absolutely loves it. So it would be really cool if you could say hello to Duke as, a, as Bart Simpson. That would be a very cool thing. I like that. Um, okay, let's see. <laughs> Whoa, Calabunga, man. Hello, Duke. <laughs> oh, my God. That really does. That's just like un- unbelievably impressive. That sounds just like him. God, you're very good at voices. So can I ask you, I mean, obviously prior to playing Clementine, you mentioned you did the Superman thing, but what what other roles have you done? And did you, have you got any favorites? Well, another one of my favorites was another Telltale game that I did within the last couple of years. It was the Back to the Future game. And I got to play Trixie Trotter. Trixie Trotter. She's kind of this, you know, ditzy blonde. Um, and you got to do some singing with that, didn't you, as well? Yeah, she was a nightclub singer. Um, and uh, that was a lot of fun, just because there was um, um, singing. <laughs> and she was just a fun character. She was uh, fun to voice. And it was, you know, not straining on my voice, and that's always fun. But um, that was a good one. I'd say that's one of my favorites. Uh, a long time ago, I did the voice of Pandora for Death Junior 2, The Root of Evil. Right. I, I have to say, I haven't heard of that. I know. So. It's funny. <laughs> I felt like when I did it, I'm like, wow, this game is like so huge. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and like no one, no one knows what it is. But that's okay. Um, it was a really fun role. Let's just put it that way. 
Now, for me, now you, you obviously don't know this about me, but one of my other favorite games uh, of recent years was Deadly Premonition. Uh-huh. So I did want to ask you a little bit about it because you played two parts in that, which was, which was the mother and the daughter. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago, too. That was another, what was that, like ugh, eight, seven, eight years ago? Well, it didn't come out until more recently than that, but I think it was in development for a long time, wasn't it? Because it was originally going to be a PS2 game, I believe, and then they sort of transferred it to the 360. Yeah. Um, so it was in development for a long time. And, and you obviously played a dead girl, you know, because obviously um, Anna Graham was, was the, the first victim mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. So how did you find that whole process? Um, Can you remember that far back, <laughs> I guess? I rem- I do remember that recording session uh, because there was a lot of it was pretty short. She- Anna didn't have or the mom I don't recall had that many lines, and it was mostly uh, I mean it was pretty graphic, pretty kind of gory, gruesome death. It was it was just a big death scene. Um, uh, I remember screaming. <laughs> yeah, I remember screaming. What else do I remember about that? I just remember being kind of short. I remember really liking the the character. That it was like, uh, I think one of the first games where it had to be like really emotionally intense, you know, because normally, you know, a lot of games are more not fluffy, but they're just different. So this is, I think, my first experience with really having to do some kind, pull out some kind of emotional acting chops. I don't know whether you're aware of this, but there's a new version of that game being released this year, an updated version. Oh. No. Uh, which is adding additional scenes and stuff. I did wonder if you'd been asked to do any additional work. I'm guessing that's a no then. <laughs> no. Yeah, what's up with that? Hey. I know. <laughs> what's all that about? I haven't I haven't heard anything. But that's cool that they're they're re- releasing an updated version. Yeah, it's a bit of a cult classic. I don't know whether you're aware of that. It's it's got a huge cult following. I just recently discovered that it's that it's a really successful game and has a huge cult following and i've, I've watched some playthroughs because i was trying to find my work to put on a demo or something so i've actually seen chunks of it it's pretty cool like it's a trippy game it shouldn't it shouldn't be good because it's got a lot of issues you know it's not the best game in the world but for whatever reason it just appeals to people because it's sort of a bit quirky and a bit sort of a bit like twin peaks i suppose so that's working. i think that's what they appeal so just sort of going on to the walking dead then can I ask, were you a fan of The Walking Dead before you were, were actually offered the role? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I hadn't read the uh, graphic novels yet, but I had seen, I think the first season of the show had already been out. Yeah, it had. Um, so I'd seen the first season of the show and loved it. And um, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm all about zombies. I, I Anything zombie, I'm... I'm going to watch just because they're my favorite, I don't know, death bringers <laughs> of, you know, in, in the genre of monsters and evilness. Um, I'm, I'm a zombie person. So I was already a fan. So, yeah, when I when the audition came through saying that it was The Walking Dead, I was like, oh, my God. You know, I I I tried not to, like, get too stressed. I was like, you know, just, you know, do your best. Hopefully you get in and, you know, but I was really, I was psyched, very psyched. So can I ask, did you, did you actually audition for more than one role or was it just a Clementine role you auditioned for? Auditioned for, oh, let's see, Lily for sure. Um, Carly. I think I auditioned, 
I might have tried for Katya, but I think that my, what is it, Belgium? <laughs> my, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, it's, I think Belgium is where they were going with, but it was it just came off sounding, it was probably offensive, really. It was not uh, not going to fly. Maybe in like a, I don't know, an episode of Family Guy, it would have been fine. But no, it, it, I don't think I actually submitted for Katya. But I definitely did audition uh, Clementine, Lily, and Carly. So do you think do you think the the game designers were a bit surprised when you you sort of auditioned for Clementine then? Well, I think I mean I'd worked with with Telltale before, so they they know that I have like range. They know that I, you know, they know I can do kids' voices. Um, so I don't think they were shocked. I think that uh, I think they were probably. Happy, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll be I'll be absolutely honest with you because I didn't realize it was you who, who obviously did the voice until the second episode when I went to sort of look who did it because I just assumed it was a child actor doing it. You know, that's how good it was. I love hearing that, that's like the ultimate compliment. Yeah, they um they actually did audition. I've heard that several times, by the way. Actually, one of the writers, Gary Witta, he wrote. Oh gosh, I'm going to say episode three. Sorry, Gary, if I'm wrong. Um. Uh, he, when I met him, he was just like, he's like, basically up until just like recently, I thought you were a kid the whole time. And I was like, ah, that's so awesome. Um, they did audition children for the role. And, um, I mean, they knew from the get go that this character was precious because it wasn't like I auditioned and like the golden angels came down and like, you are the one, you know, I auditioned. I think there was like three callbacks by the end, by the last callback, I just basically was just like, uh, I'm just going to release this. And I, you know, it took like a, it was like a month later that I heard back. I basically had gotten over it. I was like, well, I guess I didn't get that. And uh, when I got the call, I was just, I was psyched. Yeah, they they did try to find kids though for it. And I think it's just a, um, the emotion that goes behind it and being able to direct, have someone take, you know, the proper direction for it. It's kind of hard to find well, I shouldn't say that. I know that there's lots of very talented eight-year-olds out there in the acting world, but um, it's easier to direct an adult. Yeah, no, I must I must agree. I mean, when I sort of like heard the voice for the first time and obviously the character and the way it was portrayed and everything, I was just like, that kid actor is amazing, you know, to sort of pull that off with that much emotion, you know, and that, you know, and obviously then when I went to look up who, you know, yourself was playing and I found that out, I was like, God, that's just even more amazing now. You know, because I really had no idea. I just assumed it was a really good, you know, child actor that they'd managed to find from somewhere. Really, really cool, I've got to say. So to talk a bit about the process, how do you go about preparing for each recording session? And and can you talk us through, you know, how it all works, really? So, you know, when do you get the script? How long do you have to sort of read through it and all those sorts of things in the process you go through? Well, um, we are given the script literally the day of recording um and we have maybe about three minutes to browse through it um it's it's really it's a lot choppier than uh than it comes off um we as we were recording these episodes like we didn't get all of the scripts you know we didn't know what was we literally literally recorded um the episode as they were going on um so we recorded episode one, or it was like, you know, a two-month, three-month break, and then we recorded episode two, basically as the games were being released. But yeah, you get into the studio, and 
they uh, give you a synopsis. Sometimes, actually, Julian uh, from Bay Area Sound would send me a synopsis of what was going to go down uh, before the recording. But we have, I record alone. I'm not in the studio with the other actors, especially you would think me and uh, Dave Fenoy, who plays Lee, would be reading together. But we didn't even meet until episode three. We didn't physically meet each other until we were into episode three so can i can i ask you how hard is it then to act out with no i mean do you get shown the scenes from the game or you just literally given the script and told to read it (laughs) you're just literally given the script and told to read it basically yes just exactly that although julian when i'm working with him most of my scenes for the most part were all with lee uh most of my dialogue he would line read in like he would read line uh lee's line and then i would Go for it. And and actually, if they had already recorded Dave, a lot of times just for context or or feeling or emotion, especially during episode five, the crazy, you know, that was super emotional. They actually played me his recorded lines so I could just kind of feel uh, where he went with it. But um, yeah, it's kind of odd. You know, I've been doing it so long now, like if this was my first game, that probably would have really screwed me up so i'm i'm very thankful that just all the experience and i'm I'm used to it we're all voiceover actors we're you know it's it's very rare we get to actually record dialogue with other actors so you just kind of yeah you know you get in your head i'll hear i'll hear him in my own head saying the line the previous line before mine and just kind of act off of that so if anything i'm actually I'm Lee and Clementine in a recording session. So it's crazy. So is that is that something that you find really difficult or do you just, you know, because you've been doing it so long, just find it fairly easy to do then? Um, it's At this point, it's, it's fairly easy to do. Um, sometimes a lot of games, a lot of games, I don't know what the hell is going on. Like we don't sometimes aren't even really given context. Like, <laughs> like just you know saying a line and i'm like what the what's going on at this point like what the hell's you know take the key and drop it in the flower box you know like well i don't know what what's what are they doing you know you don't know have any idea what's going on so with this game in particular we did have a lot we were we were given a, a pretty descriptive uh explanation of what is going on in each scene and what's happening they were really good about that um so it was it wasn't that hard it, it would always be nice. It would be so super awesome, cool if I could read with other actors. Um, but it's just time and the financials, and it just doesn't work out. Have you? I mean, have you seen the way they do the Uncharted games, um, Naughty Dog? Uh-uh, no. Uh, well, basically, they have um, Nolan North is obviously plays Drake in those, and they have the actors actually work together, you know, and they do all the motion capture and the acting all at the same time. I mean, is that something you'd like to do in, you know, in the future? Love to do that. That sounds awesome because, I mean, to be physical on top of it, I mean, we're all, it's, you know, when you're hiding behind a mic, you know, you can't really, I mean, you do move your body and you do, you have to, but you also have to be careful. You can't swing your arms around and like, you know, knock the mic stand or, you know, so that, that would be, that would actually be a lot of fun. I would definitely do that. Now, one of the questions we did get off the community was, is the voice that we hear, your actual voice, or is there any digital alteration to it? Now, I know the answer to that already. Voice, that is that is little clemmy clem. There's no altering um, in, in, in doing it. She's 
she lives inside of me. Um, so yeah, it's I know it's kind of crazy, right? I'm I'm fun to take to parties. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, can you do us a bit of Clem voice just to prove it for the listeners out there? Clementine, she sounds like this a lot because she's only eight. Actually, she's nine years old now, and that's Clementine. And and she's getting over a cold too, so it might sound a little bit different. Now that pretty much sounds like it. That's that's very weird <laughs> uh, to hear that. There's little nuances of children when you're doing that. A lot of like anime and animation things, you know, when when someone's playing a little kid, it's like I'm a little kid, you know, and it sounds very cartoony. And and I think to get it to sound like a real kid, I I just like kids tend to do things and and they take their time talking and and have different um places where they breathe you know I mean, there's like different things that kids do and i think that's kind of maybe the essence that made her sound little so how did how did you actually study up on that to sort of get it right what what sort of inspiration did you take just listening to kids honestly just kind of i'm like a weird crazy sponge i like i i just kind of soak these things in so I just, all I have to do is basically just listen to kids talk, any kid, a kid on the street, a kid on TV, and just kind of just study how they speak. And um, I didn't really, like, go out and, like, I didn't, (laughs) I know I'm making this sound effortless. It was not. But um, I didn't really do much studying for that role at all. She just, it was just, it was just destiny. (laughs) It was meant to be. Clementine and I are one. Obviously, a lot of people got emotional obviously playing the game because you know it is one of those games that really tapped into people's raw emotions and i think people played the game that way you know they they sort of made decisions or conversational decisions based on how they were feeling rather than what they felt the game wanted them to do but did did you feel that way when you read the script or acted out the role did you get emotional yourself you know I, knowing what was coming uh, yeah well it was horrible um <laughs> yeah the, it was it's it's basically been an experience unlike any other. I uh, I talk with Dave Fenoy. He's you know a good friend of mine. All of of all of the actors on this game, we're all this game brought us so close together. So I've talked with all of them. We've all had like crazy emotional experiences with it because it's insane. I mean, it's a really intense story, and there's a lot of like pain and heartache and loss and I mean there's a lot to experience in it yeah um, basically my biggest experience with that would be episode five obviously where I mean I went into that recording session just already like mentally prepared to be just ugh, it was so heavy I was I was crying physically crying during that whole recording session like it was not a problem at all to conjure up tears and 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 sadness um for that situation i don't know like giant spoiler alerts i don't know if don't worry there'll be spoiler alerts on the show anyway because i think people expect us to talk about i mean we've just done a huge spoiler show anyway okay. uh, which a lot of people have already listened to so yeah. uh, spoilers are fine uh, which brings me on to the next question really was you know how how was that final scene with lee then you know the final end of the game in that episode five well, it was hard. It was really hard. And, and Dave had the same experience. He, uh, you know, he was crying in the studio. We, I didn't, we weren't there together, but you know, we, I basically called him right afterwards just to check in just like, Oh my God, <laughs> what I just went through was crazy. It was, it was hard. I mean, I knew, I knew that he was going to get bit I knew he was 
you know, going to go away, basically, um, before episode five. So I had time to mull it over. But, um, yeah, the recording session for that was it was really it was really intense. And uh, and and thankfully, I mean, that uh, that intensity came out. I, I just from all the awesome, awesome fans of this game who've contacted me. Um, you know, people like are crying and I mean, just really feeling it. And, um, and, uh, I'm just so honored to be a part of it. So can I ask you, was, was there ever any talk or hinting that there might be an ending where Lee did survive then? Not to my knowledge. No, not to my knowledge. I think from the get go, they knew in order to make it, I mean, it's the walking dead, you know, there's kind of no happy ending. The people you, the people you really like, tend to go away. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure that they. I'm sure they pondered it. I'm sure they were maybe thinking of tweaking it just because he is an insanely uh, popular character as well. But um, yeah, I don't think so. But you know, honestly, I'll be honest with you. When when they gave you the option to chop your arm off at the beginning of episode five. Right. Uh, I was concerned, and this sounds horrible, but I was concerned there was going to be a cop-out, you know, that it, that it, there was going to be this potentially could survive. And, you know, this sounds awful, doesn't it? But you say, well, I'd rather he did, they ended as he did, because I just don't think it would have had the same emotional impact had he survived, you know? Right. So did you cut his arm off? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? You've got to chop the arm off, haven't you? Yeah, it would slow down the process or save him or I know, right? I, I well, yeah. I've seen the I've seen the TV show. I know what's got to be done. Yeah, exactly. There's there's no going any direction once you've been bit. So yeah, it was a it was a crazy experience. The and it's funny because they actually called me in for a pickup session, which is where we go and you know have to redo some lines. So I had to do a pickup session for uh, episode five. And I was like, man, I walked in the studio. I was like, you guys, <laughs> like, come on. I don't know if I can go there again. Because it was such an intense emotional uh, recording session that I was just like, oh, you're not going to make me conjure that up again, are you? But it was just a few lines and then, I don't know, some screaming. So it it was fine. But it was, it was, uh, it's truly, it's just been a one of a kind experience. It was almost more like doing an animated series than doing a video game. Um, just in getting to know the characters and, and all the dialogue. And it was, I'm just, I'm so psyched. I can't, I'm still just floored uh, at how awesome this whole experience has been. I mean, I, I think for me personally, and, and also the people that I know who also play games is, we've been waiting such a long time for a game that actually does touch on an emotional level. And there has been some, you know, there has been some that managed to do that, but not to this sort of level really. And, you know, I think it comes down to the way it's written and also the way it's acted. I mean, how does it make you feel to know you made grown men cry? (laughs) Makes me feel good. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously just, I'm humbled by it. I, I, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not shocked because that much emotion went into the game. So I'm just, um, I, it was very, if, I mean, if we were feeling it, then, you know, God knows, hopefully everybody else was. So, and, and they were, so it's just, it, it makes me feel pretty good <laughs> just thinking or just knowing that our, you know, 
Because we were really, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you know, kind of like, all right, action. Okay, now I'm Clementine. Like, it was really like, we were all, all of us, you know, we're very, we're very attached to our characters. So it's just, you know, sorry I made everybody cry. But Well, you shouldn't be sorry because that's what made it so great. You know, like you, you did tap into everybody's emotions. Um, did you actually work closely with the writers and have any influence on the script or not? No, no. I mean, I did work with the writers. They were they would definitely the ones who uh, uh, wrote the scripts would be in on the recording session for the most part. Um, but no. And I mean, this isn't the type of game where they're like, you know, feel free to improvise. I mean, you could. They wouldn't stop you from doing that. But they had this nailed down, you know, just like to an extent where the script, it, nothing needed to be tweaked. And I, I never at one point had an experience of like, you know, I don't think Clementine would say this. Can we change this line? Like it was nothing like that. It was like they had everything just so solidly nailed down with all of the characters. So can I ask you, I mean, if you were an actor in a movie, mm-hmm. you would obviously be going to the premiere. You know, obviously with a game, it's slightly different. Right. Uh, but but did you play it yourself? So, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I never, okay, so I played episode one by myself. I have a Mac, um, and I have a confession that, you know, some people may not be happy with, but I don't really play video games too much. I used to back when they were simple and, like, one-dimensional and flat and pixelated. Um so I did buy episode one, and um, I just was finding it was annoying to play on my Mac, probably because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but so kind of wait, wait, wait a minute. So you had to pay for it. You didn't get a complimentary code or anything. What's up with that, right? <laughs> I know, and they're giving it away for free now. First episode. He actually eventually did give me <laughs> codes for the game, but I couldn't wait. I, what I know, right? I'm Clementine. Um, <laughs> I I watched a lot of playthroughs, and then um, my sister's uh, husband um, bought the game. And so over Christmas, just recently, folks, just like two weeks ago, believe it or not, um, I had them, uh, I'd seen, I went to a playthrough with the, uh, the guys from Telltale, actually, through a party um, to play through episode two. So I'd seen that one. And then episode three, four, and five, I had my brother-in-law play, so I was able to sit there and like eat popcorn and drink wine and yell at. Now, in- interestingly, you're not on your own there because I don't know whether you're aware of this, but a lot of the people I know, a lot of them either sat with their wives or sat with their girlfriends and played the game together. So the sort of, you know, the husband or boyfriend did all the control stuff, and the the girlfriend or wife sort of told them what decisions to make or what conversation. Uh, lines to use. <laughs> Lee would never do that. Yeah, no. Um, it's it's in that sense as well. And like my sister and I. I mean, my sister's just like bleh, video games, not into it, you know. And and I think this game is kind of revolutionary in the sense where um, people who aren't even into video games are are loving it, and it's become yeah, like it's a family of event, you know. Uh, but um, sitting down with friends, people are having like Walking Dead playthrough parties, you know. So it's it's pretty, it's cool. So can I ask you, you know, obviously you've watched all of the game now. What was the most shocking part for you then watching it? The most shocking part? Oof, gosh, where to begin? Um, 
Well, okay, so there's a couple of points. I think when Lily shoots Carly, that was a kind of a what moment of uh, craziness. And then, of course, she ends up taking off with the RV. Um, I was a little bummed that Chuck died. And I know that's so funny because he's such a small character. People are like, what is your thing with Chuck? Um, I really liked Chuck. So yeah, and it's, it's the way you find him as well, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's not shocking, but it was just like, oh, man. Um, and he sacrificed himself for Clem, you see. That was the thing, wasn't he? Yep, I know. Um, I think Katya shooting herself, that was that was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those moments here. And I think that's what made it stand out from everything else, that they were they were prepared to sort of do those things without any issue you know they were happy to kill main characters off which is a lot like the tv show i guess um so can i ask you you know obviously you've seen all of the game uh were you aware of the final scene that that comes up after the credits no wait did i did no you know what actually i lied i just lied um yes um kind of they told me how the game... They did tell me how the game ended. I didn't know that they were going to play it after the credits. Um, but they they had told me that, you know, the game basically ends where Clementine gets out of the... Oh, gosh, where were they? Like the... Whatever building they were... It's like a parking garage, isn't it? It's like, got like a garage door on it at the end in the final scene. Yeah, um, where she gets out and basically ends up in a field and it, and the whole game basically just ends with her like seeing two people on the horizon. And yes, they did tell me. Um, I didn't know they were going to roll it after credits. but And I have no... I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now. I have no idea who those two people are. So, But who do you think they are, though? Well... I mean, I've taken it to the point where I'm like, well, one's taller and one's shorter. I, it could be Krista and Omid. That's that's definitely, obviously, the biggest theory. Um, it could be two totally different people. I don't think they're walkers. I don't think they're zombies. Um, I don't know. I have some weird thing, and, and people think I'm crazy because most people don't like Kenny. And maybe it's because I'm really good friends with Gavin Hammond, who plays Kenny. Um, but I have this, I'm like, maybe it's Kenny. Maybe he got out. In a well, do you know, you're, you're not on your own there. There's a lot of people I've spoken to think that Kenny, cause you don't actually ever see him die in either. Cause there's two scenarios for Kenny, um, which when we did the spoiler show, it turned out, you know, a couple of us had done one scenario because it all depends whether you keep Ben or not, whether you let him die in the previous episode. Um, and that depends what happens to Kenny, but on both occasions, you don't actually know whether he, he is dead or not. You just, have to make an assumption he is right right so i don't know can any in uh what's her name molly i don't know um or maybe it's two totally different characters that they're gonna i mean i've heard so many awesome cool theories one theory was like maybe it's um two different characters and then so season two will be based off of two totally separate characters at the same time period that all the stuff is going down with Lee and Clementine. And then basically that would mean that Clementine wouldn't be in season two. And then, or, season or <laughs> maybe those two characters meet up with Clem at the end of season two. Right. Right. Exactly. So yes, like she sees them boom. And then season three, and then we have a story. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. 
who knows? It's only we're only making assumptions here, I guess. And yeah, that's yeah. I I really don't. <laughs> so can I ask you? I mean, obviously, um, the VGA awards. I'm assuming were a huge thing for you. And and how did you feel when you found out you'd won the best performance by a human female? Then I was. Oh my god, that whole oh, the whole process leading up to that. I was just so oh, I was so nervous and um, just. I just was floored, basically. Floored is the word that I'm going to use to describe that. Um, and I had no idea that that they were going to give the award on the red carpet. So I was just, you know, um, I was so psyched. I mean, I just, again, like, the fans that spoke up for that. And, I mean, I just can't be grateful enough for like how much love was thrown my way and for Clementine through that whole process. So yeah, when I received that award, I was, I was shocked. I don't know. I, I kind of had a moment of like, Oh man, you know, Emma stones up for him. I was like, if she shows up, they'll give it to her. You know what I mean? Kind of this, like, I don't know if I have a chance type of thing, but yet I knew that the game was just doing so awesomely. And, um, and all the fan support so i was thrilled it was it was a really cool night and i got to meet robert kirkman which was uh you know another epic moment of that evening and then the walking dead won game of the year which was huge oh yeah and in a lot of places and obviously we've recorded our game of the year show last night incidentally but it's not it isn't going out till later this week but this will be going out after that if that makes any sense so a bit of a bit of weird time travel going on there uh, but the community and our community voted The Walking Dead their favorite game as well and the most, like, surprise moment of the year. You know, the sort of, wow, didn't see that coming moment. Oh, cool. Yay. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, there's, and he definitely deserved all the awards he's got and obviously the one that you got yourself. So I've got to ask you this. How's your life changed since you won the award then? Well, it's kind of funny because it was like... Um, this new whirlwind, you know, Hollywood event and just all this craziness and then all the awards the game was getting. But then it was like the holidays hit. <laughs> and so it just, you know, stopped and everything went into hibernation. So I, I'm, I'm still not sure. I still feel like I'm kind of walking in a dream on that one. Um, I mean, definitely a lot of interviews and a lot of uh, fan mail and 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 stuff like that, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm, tr- I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to use this to work my career a bit and see what happens with that. But um, it's just been I don't know. Uh, like I said, the holidays hit and it kind of put a halt to everything. But I don't. I feel really good. I just feel like this year has been phenomenal. Two th- or 2012 was amazing. So do do you worry at all that you might get pigeonholed as a adult who plays kids or anything like that? No, it's not really like that so much in voiceover. Just just because no one knows. I mean, this is like really the first game where I'd say this and League of Legends are the first games that I've been on where people actually even kind of give a crap <laughs> who's doing the voice behind it. You know, mostly people just you know play. Or I don't. I shouldn't say that. That's a generalization. But um. I, you know, I, I do so many other things, thankfully, and it's it's kind of like this undercover job, you know, and uh, it does it's not really based on that. And because I still have the adult range that 
And if you know what, hey, man, if people want to hire me because I'm known for doing kids voices, then bring it on. I'd be uh, that would be a wonderful thing. But I, yeah, there's really no pigeonholing in, in the voiceover industry um, unless you can only speak like a child. I mean, there are people who have naturally kind of high voices. So for them, you know, they do get kind of chunked in to that category. But um, thankfully, obviously, I have a I have a deeper range as well. So that shouldn't happen. I've got a few sort of random questions for you now uh, from the community. Some of these are a bit weird, so I'm going to warn you in advance. All right. Okay, here's a, the here's a first one. This is off Jason, who obviously has emailed you before, so you're, you're aware of Jason. Uh, Hi. <laughs> yeah, he's asked this. Can you do the Rudolph voice from the commercial? <laughs> Rudolph, oh, I hope I don't miss work this Christmas. Because I'm Rudolph, and who's going to lead Santa's sleigh? That's Rudolph with a cold. There you go. I have no idea what that is. So <laughs> It sounded good, though. <laughs> I have the ring bass, those uh, old Christmas specials, this like stop animation kind of clay Rudolphy thing. Maybe you don't have them out there. No, I don't think we have those over here. Maybe we do if I look up hard enough. Here's another very random one from Russell Smith, and he says... Uh, what's the meaning of life? Because 42 just doesn't cut it. What's the meaning of life? Because 42 just doesn't cut it. Yeah, which is, a, which is a reference to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> hmm. What's the meaning of life? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. The meaning of life is, I believe, to... Eat lots of really, really yummy, good-for-you food. It doesn't even have to be that good for you sometimes. Uh, stay positive, manifest lots of dreams, and and have fun, and smile, and be happy. And if it's not 42, then it's obviously 43. There you go. I don't think he was expecting that answer. Um, and the final one, this is off IPs, and this isn't too random, but overall, were you happy with the, the performance that you gave? Uh, as Clementine, do you think you could have done it any better than you did? Uh, no, I'm pretty... Well, it's it's funny. Uh, yes, I'm thrilled with the performance, and I, I feel great about it. Um, there are moments sometimes I wish I could go back and like re-record episode one, just because that was also new, and, you know, just like when you watch a, a sitcom, a, you know, for the first time, all the characters seem... You know, they're just adjusting. They're learning their characters. So I, I, the only thing that I would maybe do if I could, and and it's, and it's really not necessary, but would be to go back in time and re-record episode one. <laughs> and I worked on my screaming. I don't scream well. That's the one, and I shouldn't even point this out because now everybody's going to be listening for it, but I feel like that's the one time where you can tell like, oh, that's not a kid, that's an adult. My little shrieks and screams, it's hard for me to do as a kid. So, so, but, but do you also feel a bit self-conscious when you're doing that, though? Yeah, maybe in the beginning I did. Uh, not so much now. I do so much screaming, and, and I do a lot of screaming in my career. There's a lot of deaths. We need a short death, long death, medium death, you know, stabbing pain, falling. So now I've gotten pretty good at it, but little girl screaming, I'm still working on it. I've I've got to ask the final thing. So what's what's next for you then? What are you going to be doing now then for the rest of this year? Have you any ideas what's uh, what's up next? Well, um, hopefully more Walking Dead. Um, depending on what they do with my character, 
Um, I'm currently working on an animated series called The Space Racers, which actually won't be coming out till like 2014, so don't hold your breath. Um, so that's ongoing. That records down in L.A., so I, I'm doing that quite a bit. Hopefully, you know, just more commercial, radio, television, uh, more games, more animation is always great. But, um, you know, the year just started, so it's kind of one of those... Okay, waiting for my phone to ring. <laughs> so, is it when you're doing an animation, is the process exactly the same as it is with a with a video game in the way that it's recorded and everything? Yes, although with this anim with this animated series, actually, um, well, actually, no. A lot of times they will have uh, group dialogue readings. I've been doing them individual, but then they started bringing me in to read. Um, so there's like five of us uh, recording at the same time, which is so much fun. So. It can be the same, but I think a lot of times with animation, they actually have people do a dialogue together, at least with what I'm doing. I've got to say, that's all the questions I've got you'll be pleased to hear. Oh, no, it's great. <laughs> Which was quite a lot. Um, we did have quite a lot of questions. Um, but obviously, before we go, I just want to do some, some big thank yous. First of all, a massive thanks to you for uh, coming on and chatting to us, because it's, it's really cool to do that. So thank you very much for that. So honored to be here. I'm just so grateful that the people want to talk to me. <laughs> so, yes, thank you for having me, for sure. Out there listening, I'm, I love you all. Oh, my God, this, this like, again, I'm going to say it for the 18 billionth time. Like, the fan support on this has just been so humbling. So thank you, everyone. Uh, and obviously, I'll have to do a special thanks to Jason, who, who helped facilitate it, really. So, yeah. you know, get us together. And Jason, your game, I swear to God, it's it's being put in the mail today or tomorrow. He's probably He probably thinks I've, like, kidnapped his uh, Walking Dead game, um, by the way. So now I can say that on a podcast, and he'll know for real I haven't. Yes, thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for hooking hooking me up with Stuart. Yeah, and I, and I guess a final thanks to... Um, all of the listeners who provided questions for, for today's interview, which were, and I'll just read these quickly out. We've got uh, Jason, of course, uh, Seth, Duke, Rob, Chris, Antonio, Robin, Pete, uh, Gary, James, Stu, Paul Hurt, uh, Matthew, and Russell Smith. So there you go. Russell, you and your 42. <laughs> yes, yes, he's amongst those. Uh, so that's all the people who, who provided the quite a few of the questions for today's interview. So uh, thank you very much to all of those people. And I guess one final thanks to you for coming on. And um, I hope you have a great 2013. I I hope so, too. And I hope you as well have a great 2013. If I'm And if I'm ever out in northern England, <laughs> I will come. I will come knock on your door. Well, you're, you're more than welcome to do that. And it would be that would be very cool, I have to say. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much again for coming on and bye-bye uh, to the listeners, I guess. Bye. <laughs> the top, the crags and cliffs, the air is thin. So you'll find a mountain path on down the hill. 